you know, like, this could be a fantastic opportunity to justify insane new powers for the Department of Justice, which would allow them essentially to, like, empower judges to just, like, pause things indefinitely or... Which is being floated right now. Yeah, actively floated. I mean, already the DOJ proposal includes uh, things like uh, like new, new guidelines that would essentially give them authority to... Um, pause court proceedings um, at basically at any time pre-arrest, post-arrest, pre-trial, trial, and post-trial uh, phase, right? Um, of the like uh, of the criminal justice process which, and like, civil and all civil proceedings as well, right? Which you know, great. I mean, and granted that already effectively we are in a situation where like you know, um, uh, what like housing court is closed in New York now, mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. technically and you know PSA technically they can't evict you um right now uh in because like housing court is closed although also there are no protections being taken or being given right now to people who like to keep them from being sued after that happens so um just you know again word to the wise but this would be a this would be a massive expansion this basically is like a direct violation of habeas corpus right so the uh the executive director of the association of criminal defense lawyers um essentially explained that if uh, this proposal goes forward, you could be arrested and never, ever see a judge yeah. until mm-hmm. such time as the federal government uh, decides that the emergency is over. They also did decide that you or I mean, again, this has this is not something that has passed, but this is the, what the, the DOJ is floating. Also, it would mean essentially that once you if you did see a trial it could be basically like a video teleconference with a judge and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. even have to be on that teleconference right Mm -hmm. yeah so can we also just like really quickly put this in context of uh like the situation say like at rikers at the moment right where 52 52 uh inmates and uh and and corrections officers were just like all tested positive for covid Mm -hmm. like Literally. And again, what's the percentage of people who are in their pre-trial? What, 70% of Rikers? Exactly. And exactly. imagine how many people have not been tested, too, mm-hmm. if they're only now beginning to test right. Rikers. And the idea, exactly. I mean, that's that's like beyond even like the, the, the paltry point that I'm trying to make about like, you know, the fact that like you could basically just be indefinitely stuck there and doomed to die of an illness without, uh, without any kind of healthcare uh, without like seeing a judge or having any recourse in any way, shape or form. I mean, it's like that possibility is fucking terrifying. I mean, uh, yeah, (laughs) but on the other, but, but on the other end of things, this is, uh, this crisis is still an opportunity. Well, I mean, it, it, it does sort of serve to illustrate two things. One is everyone who for the last four years was telling you to calm down was wrong. (laughs) And everyone who for the last four years has said, no, we can't do that. More than four. Yeah. I mean, everyone who's told you to like calm down in your life is is wrong. And everyone who's told you that, no, we can't do that is also now we are seeing how wrong they are. And so. Or it mm -hmm. can't happen here. Yeah, Yeah. it can't. Well, the good and bad, like. Like, oh, yeah, we don't have the money to do that. Well, yes, we do. And at the same time, mm-hmm. no, the really bad, scary thing can't happen here. Well, yes, it obviously can. And <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, like totally. the, the best analysis of like Democratic breakdown, Adam Javorsky's book on um, like Democratic crises 
basically is like, it's not necessarily things internal to the political system that matter. It can happen. Mm -hmm. anyway. it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a federal democracy or a unitary system or a presidential system, parliamentary system. It's the exogenous stuff. It's capitalism that does this, that eats away at societies and causes fascism to emerge. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. And we are, you know, there's an old joke that uh, Marxist economists have predicted six out of the last five crises of capitalism. But like, so who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe we're there yet. Maybe we're not. But I think we are. I think it's safe to assume that we I are. I think we've been there. And mm -hmm. I think now we have to actually do the thing that, you know, it's sort of think about it this way. You know, the thing that annoys you about New Yorker articles is at the end with like a, <laughs> oh boy, like it's bad. It's scary. Ooh. Uh, like, <laughs> I just read, yeah, I just read something Jill Lepore, Jill Lepore <laughs> I was just going to say, that like, does not begin to cover the things that annoy me about yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's like, I just read something that Jill Lepore wrote and I was like, yeah, this is like the problem with all like liberal writing is just like you, you set up, up all of these like potentially just calamitous circumstances. And at the end you're like, Ooh, I don't know, maybe in four years we'll just vote again. <laughs> um, but we'll let the reader figure it but out. But like now it's like, no, you have to get beyond that. You actually have to begin laying out what this, this other world looks like and then fighting. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's a very uncomfortable place for a lot of people to be, but we literally have no choice but to be there. Yeah. yeah I'm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've spent so much time in the past year um, having the pay for conversation about this, that, and the other, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's dominated everybody's minds. And I think, you know, going into this extended period of, of financial crisis and public health um, emergency, right? I think a lot of mm -hmm. people are still stuck in a pay for mindset. And I think that's like kind yeah. of the most important thing that people need to be working on disabusing themselves and their communities of is that like, we do not need to ask if we can afford to save people's lives. We need right. to ask mm -hmm. how we can save people's lives, what we can do, what we should produce, right? It's not, can we afford to save people's lives? It's how do we do it? Yeah. And mm -hmm. we can pay for anything, right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. The government can spend as much money as it wants to. It's under no obligation to not support its citizens, right? Am, am I wrong in this? Does I, I? Well, this is this is actually this is not us saying this. This is Alan Greenspan, former chair of the Federal Reserve, when asked by Paul <laughs> Ryan, yeah. "Are you saying that the federal government can just print money and then deliver it to whoever it wants?" Alan Greenspan. It's it's said, actually yes. news to Paul Ryan. It's exactly. It's it's literally yeah. the first time that he's heard that, but. <clears throat> yeah, the Everybody speaker of the house just hearing about the Federal Reserve for the first time. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, this this whole idea, the pay for, the pay for is the ultimate emperor's clothes, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the idea that that like the national debt, right, is a bad thing or a scary thing or something that has to be paid off, right, um, is the biggest lie. That we structure mm -hmm. our entire political framework and ideology around. Like, um, Phil, you sent us this great lecture with, again, Stephanie Kelton, where she talked about, well, every time that we've actually had a, a president who didn't understand this and tried to pay off the debt, we've had an economic depression as a direct result. <laughs> right? Like, um, austerity breeds misery and financial ruin and death. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Broad social spending, right, and a broad social safety net tends to breed prosperity and, like, better uh, business and people not dying for no goddamn reason, Yeah. right? But Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we're all still trapped in this idea of, like, the federal government operating like a personal household. Right. Well, which Mm -hmm. is why I think the the whole idea of... um you know, I, th- I think one one important thing that I think we see actively happening here and happening right now, like before our eyes, which I think is important for everyone to like disabuse themselves of, if, especially those in power, is that like you're seeing these bailouts. Obviously, it's better. It's more important to like bail out people than industries. Right. It's like mm-hmm. more important. It would be more important to do to make social programs or like to put like whether that's like to give people money or to put people to work or, or to do like whatever to make to give them homes. I think, you know, obviously it would be a good, mm-hmm. good fucking place to start right now when everyone's mm-hmm. supposed to be practicing some degree of isolation um, or social distancing. But like, I think that, um, y- you know, between like th- things like bailing out the uh, I mean, uh, like the, the cartoonish example, for example, is like uh, Trump wanting to bail out the cruise lines. Right. You're right. fundamentally <laughs> they're, they're, they're shoveling. They're like creating new money to shovel into die like industries that they are trying to hold up that preserve the idea that like, again, that life will go back to normal or that like mm-hmm. the way that everything was structured before is like was perfect. the sort of. Yeah, it was perfect. It was like the, pl- right. the platonic ideal of society in, in 2020 right. Right, right, or something. And I think fundamentally what I mean, what an opportunity you have right now to say, OK, well, like this is this is a great time, actually, instead of uh, like, first of all, obviously, like um, considering that, like the federal government can just create money right. like uh, like buy the airline industries immediately, like make sure that they're right. uh, mm-hmm. like, don't wait for them to go for even further under, you know, just like, ta- like get, get them now. They're cheap. Um, also, you're going to get a great deal right now. Just saying. But oh, also, yeah, and like, sure and that, we can print the money, but make yeah. sure that all the workers are protected. Right. And then also like, you're going to have all these people unemployed. You could create, like we've talked and we've been talking the last couple of days, all of us about like uh, the works projects uh, administration mm-hmm. um, and like, uh, you know, other sort of, again, new deal, programs but uh, fundamentally it's like if you're just going to rely on the private sector right to bolster people's lives you literally don't need to do that because you can create the money right and you just like either make a job or make a social program for those to keep those people afloat and you have all these people that you could be putting to work like this is doing no contact deliveries this is the reason like why a hospital exists right Right. a (laughs) hospital exists for when you are so sick that a doctor decides that it is not up to you to be administering your own medicine right right? Right? (laughs) it is when a doctor decides that it is so important for you to get medicine that you must get it under supervision right like the federal government can do the exact same thing okay with the consequences exactly the federal government can do the exact same thing they don't need to just throw money at american airlines cross their fingers and beg them to treat their workers (laughs) right that's one way of doing it but if a doctor did that to a patient who was dying the doctor would lose their license (laughs) but the federal government here's a bunch of money build a hospital right it's like (laughs) it's like if every build an isolation room for yourself and that's 
very much like the idea of healthcare that people like Paul Ryan want, right? Just think about like yeah. Paul Ryan and his like ideas about, oh, like personal spending accounts, like uh, flexible spending, HSAs, FSAs, right? That everyone should have <sighs> yeah. this like pre-tax lump sum junk money account where they can buy and be the best consumer of their own healthcare, right? Like that's the Paul Ryan method of a doctor throwing money at a cancer patient and saying, good luck, go buy the best Kino you can find. <laughs> Important note. Doesn't matter which kind. Important note, the uh, CARES Act, a.k.a. the uh, third uh, coronavirus package that is currently being debated again today, that includes some uh, key deregulations for health savings accounts. Cool. Right. Yeah. Great. Just so, FYI. So that's one way of doing it, right? We could just throw money at these um, third parties, hoping that they do the right thing. Hoping that the uh, the big banks that are on the brink of failure will uh, right. pay those loans forward instead of giving. And as we CES said earlier, bonuses, right? it's become yeah. an issue of debate today that Republicans do not want to force these companies who will be getting the bailouts to retain their employees or retain the health coverage for their employees right, right. Mm -hmm. so this is we have we could either um hope that they do good or we can do the good for them right right like capitalism needs to be admitted to the icu yeah <laughs> and, I'm and yeah. it's and not I really up to capitalism to decide how its care <laughs> is going to be directed at the moment because if it wants to no, survive fine, in any Go. capacity it I'm, needs to I'm shut the fuck up and lie down you well, know we are not discharging I mean, capitalism from the hospital right now no <laughs> capitalism if you leave you are leaving against medical advice Go home. <laughs> hello this is daniel beatrice's screen reader program support us at patreon.com slash death panel pod to hear the full episode and get access to patron only content with love the death panel